everybody, and welcome back to The Spiritual Leader. I am your host, Darren Baldwin, and I'm once again joined by my lovely wife, Laura. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. I didn't know uh, if I was going to get asked back, so it's well, going to be Well, we today. had those, uh, those crazy ladies from uh, Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma with us. <laughs> Uh, we had two thirds of Shekinah glory in the last couple of podcasts. If you didn't actually see those, you should go back and watch them. Um, Laura, but that last podcast with Shekinah glory really stirred something in me. And, um, oh man, this is so good. Uh, you're, you're in for a treat today. They got to talking about the church, local church, and they talked about how, um, the number one thing that's kept them through 45 years of ministry yeah. has been their connection to a local church and so a pastor. Good. Yeah, it was just, it's just mind boggling how that can be so, but there's a spiritual principle in that. And Laura, <laughs> what just got me jacked up for a minute there was just the thought that you and I have dealt with people in the last several years that really, they have issues with the church. Yeah. And it's now this new modern you know, whatever wave that people are, you know, they're all coming out and saying the church is no good. The church is not doing its job. The church is off track. The church is irrelevant. You know, all these other things from A to Z. But I want to tell you, man, somebody, a, a fellow pastor uh, that we both know. Yeah. Dude, he, he just straight up put somebody on blast on yeah. social media a couple of years ago and just basically said, listen, I'm a pastor I have given my life yeah. for the local church. Yeah. And he said, you know, if you want to talk about it or you got bad feelings about the local church, fine. That's your business. In most cases, those people are. They've had bad experiences in churches because, yeah. number one, their leaders weren't following the Lord or their leaders were, <clears throat> excuse me, were immature in their leadership. Yeah. And all these things. Well, that's why it's uh, important, it's too, that you don't get to choose your church. God will plant you in the right church that he has for you. And so if you have mm. been led and you you are in the right place that you were called to be, you'll grow there. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the, the power of the local church is not for you to just say, eh, I go to this church or, you know, that church and everything to stay the same. But your, your roots should go down and what you're being fed, what you're being taught, you know, it should produce something in you. There should be fruit. I love that. And, you know, it's just kind of one of those things you're right on. And most of the modern Christianity world, people just kind of look for the coolest church, latest church. They'll leave a church that God's act, God has actually planted them in yeah. to go to the latest, greatest. Uh, well, this guy's, man, they got... 10,000 people there and he's anointed and this and that, but actually God didn't never call him to go to that other church. Yeah. He called him to be faithful where he planted Powerful. them. Uh, we, we've been teaching this for years, yeah. Laura. You don't pick your church. No, you're just a piece to a very large puzzle. You large know? puzzle. And, and really, actually in a smaller setting, when you've got these smaller local churches, you're a piece to that puzzle. Mm. So when you choose to disconnect and try and fit yourself into another puzzle where you don't belong, not only are you trying to jam yourself somewhere where there's like no space in a sense but this puzzle over here it's missing that supply that you're called to bring yeah and that's that is the power i think behind uh the local church um i wrote a book last year called uh one church and it well i want to have one of you guys grab that and we'll show it at the end 
Um, it just talks about the need for us all to come together, right, yeah. as one body, which we're going to get into in just a second um, in some scriptures. Um, but the body, the church is not a religious organization. No. It's not uh, you got Christian faith and you got the Catholic faith and you got the, you know, these you know, whatever uh, branches of Christianity. And then you got the other religions. No, the church is literally the body of Christ. Yeah. And it's those that have been born again. Um, let me just finish this thought real quick. The body of Christ, those that have been born again, they, they literally are joined to Christ. So they become a member. They're a member. Yeah. If you're born again, you, you actually became a, a member, member. Yeah. of Christ or, as Scripture says, the body yeah. of Christ. Now, the Scripture teaches in, in a couple different uh, places. You can have that. Thank you, sir. Here it is. One church. Get your copy today. Okay. <laughs> um, it's actually a powerful book, but it is. Um, they were saying like you you join yourself to that to that body. Like the Bible teaches about this. Yeah. And it says how important uh, you know coming together as a body is. Um, but think about this: if your body, if you only have half of your body functioning, you're going to be pretty much useless. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of a, a a fault in today's society that we live in. That people they say, well, I'm the body of Christ, and I want to correct them and say, no, you're a member, you're a part of the body of Christ, but you are not the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they think that they can just do it on their own, but I really, let me read the scripture because it's so powerful. It's just one of my favorite when it talks about the church and and the wholeness or the completeness of the church in Ephesians 1, and it's in the Amplified Translation and towards down in verse 22, um, it it says, you know, God has appointed Jesus, the universal and supreme head of the church, Mm -hmm. a headship exercise throughout the church. Then it says, talking about the church, which is his body. So the church is his body. We're part of the church. We're his body. The fullness, this is what I love here, the fullness of him, the fullness of Christ, the fullness of him who fills all in all. For in that body, the church, for in that body lives the full measure of him. Glory to God. makes everything complete and he fills everything everywhere with himself. So I'm like, when the body (sighs) comes together, and see, that's why there's such an attack against the church. You know, the enemy, I mean, yeah, you see talking heads and you see people, but it's the enemy that's behind that Mm -hmm. because he wants to sever, he wants to divide, he wants to to cause it to be decimated and and, and not to... um, to have any relevancy or power. But when the body actually comes together as one right here, it says there's a full measure of him who makes everything complete. There's a completeness and a wholeness that comes together when the body comes together as one. Laura, what you are saying is so filled with power. Um, And for us, and I think it should be for the entire body of Christ, that is the goal. That's the picture of the church. Because we want, we want salvations. We want people, whatever, healed, all that, to walk in the fullness of what Jesus paid for. Fullness only comes when the body is assembled and actually everybody's doing their part. How much can one person do by themselves? How much more can they do when there's two? And mm-hmm. then how much more with a body? But think, you know, you were saying, like, how much can your hand do? Your yeah. hand can do very little when it's just on its own. But then you add an arm and a shoulder in, you know, it can maybe do a little bit more. You add another hand in, you know, you add all these components and these body parts, and it's like, holy moly, you're unstoppable. 
You know, before you couldn't, you know, take two steps, and now you could go run a marathon if you so choose because you have each climb and every, a mountain, each and every body part that's connected and that's you know fully operational. So we could see. I mean, we're realistic when it comes to you know strategists would tell you in order to get where you're going, you have to first know where you are, right? So, you know, you ever see the map, you go in the mall, you know, back in the days when we used to go to malls, you get the map and it shows you are here. Well, I like I'm trying malls. to get over here to, you know, whatever, Dillard's yes. or something. And it shows you, well, you got to go up. Oh, well, Dillard's is on the second level. You know, you got to go here, then you got to go up, then you got to go over. But looking at where the church is, we have to be realistic about where we are. And, you know, it, there is a lot of dysfunction. There's a lot of misunderstandings. There's a lot of ignorance. Um, and Laura, we've been doing this. You've been in church your whole life. I've been in church the majority of my life. Yeah. In these last 24, five years, I've been serving the Lord with everything that I have and you have as well. So we've, this is not our first rodeo. We've seen probably a good bit of, you know, the, the church and, and yeah. what it consists of. And one of the things that hurts us, I think, Laura, that we, I was just talking to somebody about this today. One of the things that hurts us is church has in the last several centuries has become a Sunday morning only endeavor. Yeah. You know, for those good, strong, you know, local churches, they'd have a Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday or midweek service, whatever. But I don't think that was God's original intention. Not in the book of Acts. Not in the book of Acts. You'd see they gather together daily. Daily. At the uh, temple and in homes. Glory to God. Eating together, worshiping together. And we... we, we ministering pas- together. We pastor, so we see, hey, when we dismiss on our Sunday morning service, man, I watch those people. They all walk out these exit doors. And I thought to myself on hundreds of occasions, like, they're going right back into the world system. That we've been called out of. That we've been called out of. And I don't mean that the wrong way. You could misinterpret that, and that's not my intention, but... Meaning we only get them an hour to two hours a week. Now, that's only for the people that actually come to church every week. Every week, yeah. I mean, you got folks now, the current statistics show that the average church-going person goes to church once every three weeks. And it's probably changed since the pandemic. Since since the pandemic started. Now it's probably way less or potentially less. So you have God saying we're a body. Um, and then you have the average, I'm talking about probably good Christian person, (laughs) you know, people that actually love God, believe God, maybe you're tithers and givers and their commitment level is at a once every two to three week, you know, interval as far as their regular church attendance. And Jesus said, he's the head of his body. Yeah. Somebody said, yeah, but do you have to be at church to be a part of the body of Christ? Well, we were just talking about this, yeah. and you looked up that word, which... Well, because I was going to say, there is a lot of that going around, like, right now. Oh, God, well, you should is read it, that quote if Is you it, it important? Like, is it necessary? Is it essential? Is it essential? <laughs> you know, I can... I can listen online. I can get my preaching. I can get my praise on. I got Joel Osteen, dude. I got him on the TV. I'm staying home. I'm drinking coffee on the couch in my pajamas watching Joel Osteen. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed. You can get all those things. But see, then you're really, you're only thinking about yourself. And and you're not thinking about anyone that is 
connected to you. You're not thinking about the supply that you bring to that house. You don't understand the power behind a corporate anointing. There's individual anointing, but there's a corporate anointing. It's, it's superior, and it's far more powerful than an individual anointing. I've never heard you There's say that before. There's something supernatural that so takes good. place when the body of Christ comes together. Mm. So is it important for you to gather weekly and, you know, biweekly and, and daily with other believers? It is absolutely important. Is it necessary? It is necessary. So the quote, did you want me to read which quote? I want you to read whatever you want to read. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I, I was going to say while you're finding that Hebrews well, ten twenty five is it oh, one of yeah, our verses ten twenty six forsaking yeah the assembling assemble- of yourselves don't forsake okay listen to this Hebrews yeah. ten twenty five don't forsake the gathering together physically yeah. of yourselves and then it says as is the manner of some yeah and he said. Then it goes on to say, even gather together, even more so, or in greater measure, as we see the day of the Lord approaching, meaning his return. Well, the passion says, this is not the time to pull away Mm. and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing. Because I'll tell you, it's easy. I remember when I was going off to college many years ago, and, uh, you know, I was born and raised in a pastor's home. I was in church every time the doors were open, but Mm. my father, and I was going to a Christian university and college, but my father told me his words of wisdom as I was leaving. He said, Laura, he said, you find a local church the moment you get there, and you go every week. Mm. He said, because if you miss one week, it's easy to miss two, it's easy to miss three. And you know, and I got there and I I jumped right in. Well then I just, it was a really difficult first year at college for me. I was in the right place. I was exactly where I was supposed to be, but I was really hit hard with just, you know, attack after attack. And so I fell out of church for a week. You know, I was just kind of down in the dumps, not feeling great. Next thing I knew, I fell out of church two weeks. I fell out of church three weeks. You know, it may have been a month. Well, my father caught wind of that. (laughs) So what did he do? He was a pastor. It was powerful. He called the local church that I had been attending, and he spoke to because I'd been working with the youth ministry, and he called that youth pastor, and he said, here's my daughter's number, and I want you to go after her. And so what did they do? That local church, they went after me. They brought me back in and just got me back in that place and got me going. But, I mean, you know, I was born and raised in church, but it's easy. It's easy to get off. But, anyways, back to the Scripture. says this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together. If there was any time that we needed to gather together even more, that time would be now. Now, everything that's going on in the world, on in the world, you know, there's and, and then there's so many other distractions and stuff. It seems like church is almost become an inconvenience or to others it's a fearful time oh, to yeah. gather in large crowds oh, yeah. you know there's so many reasons why people you, you know are, are hesitant on gathering together but let me tell you in scripture plainly says this is not the time to pull away wow. this is not the time to turn and and run the other way this is the time to gather together and even more so Glory to God. and well let me go into this too and you can stop me oh, you're doing but good. it's the word ecclesia the church in the new testament it is in the Greek, the word ekklesia. Mm. It's used 115 times in the New Testament. I think you said maybe 90% of those times it's when it's actually referring to like the gathering together of saints. But this is what the ekklesia is. 
the local church, it is a body of individuals because I want you to know what you're a part of. It's not just you coming and singing a couple songs and getting some goosebumps, hearing a message that inspires you and hugging a few people and walking out the door. That's good and those things happen, but there's something, there's a bigger purpose of us coming together. So it says, it's a body of individuals who've been called out, called forth and separated for the purposes of God. The church is God's assembly and every town, every city composed of people who have been saved and called out to make eternal decisions that will affect the very atmosphere of their local region. See, we're called here to set the actual atmosphere in this reason. That's a big deal. So in short, it kind of, in short here, it says the church is God's representative in every town, region, and nation. The church is God's ruling force in every town in which they are set and it is a body that is called to set the atmosphere of a region. That's what you and I are a part of. Yeah, and what I'm hearing when you're saying that is this is serious business. It is. And I don't think the church has seen this in in times past as this is our purpose. Yes. Is to actually we talked about this, that I don't know if this, this were, no, no, not ecclesia, the other word, um, apostolos. Mm-hmm. Um, it was yeah. basically like, for example, in the, in the kingdom of Rome, when they would go out and conquer new lands, everybody, all those nations always had their conquerors, you know, Alexander the Great, you know, all these different ones that from their own nation, they'd go and conquer new territories. Anyway, this word apostolos or our word for apostle was what we called a sent one they would actually send a representative from that kingdom, say, for example, Rome, to that newly conquered territory. Say it was like somewhere in Zimbabwe, wherever. They would send a representative, an apostle, and his goal, Laura, was to go and make that newly conquered territory look just like the kingdom the that conquered it. Yeah. Now, 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 catch a hold of this. They would teach them their language. Yep. They would build the same infrastructure of education, yeah. of government. They would build the same buildings, the, yeah. sta- the same type architecture. So if you literally showed up at this newly conquered uh, region, years down the road after being conquered, you would think you're walking into the same kingdom yeah. as you were in the original one of Rome. This It's the same thing with the Ecclesia, Laura. Yeah. We are literally heaven's organization yeah. and the local churches are not supposed to, I wrote about this in the book, they're not supposed to do their brand of Christianity. They're not supposed to be separated by denominations and color and race and creed and all that other stuff. We're literally supposed to operate as one people, one body, one church. And the purpose of that is that this newly conquered area where the church actually goes into should resemble and look just like the kingdom of heaven. That's the purpose of the church. So back to the point, then we'll wrap it up here. Why is it so important for you and I to be in our position in the body of Christ? Why is it so important for you to be a part of a Mm -hmm. local church? Somebody said, yeah, but there's good golly. There's so many churches. There's so many different brands. There's so many different denominations. By the way, that's not God's will. That's man's will. Just so we're clear. Again, it's in here. That's man's will. Man divides, God unites. God wants one people, one church, one body. It's scripture. 
Amen. Somebody says, does that mean my denominations of the devil? No, it means that just somewhere along the line, man separated and made their own brand of Christianity. That's, that's just not God, okay? God unites. But he wants us coming together because he wants us to literally turn our regions upside down for there to be such mass releases of power, salvation, the Holy Spirit moving, miracle signs, wonders, healing, deliverance, prosperity. This is the kingdom that we come from. Yeah. So the ecclesia, the local church, is here to do that. Yeah. And guess what? There's a reason that the Holy Spirit through these New Testament writers, Laura, called us a body. Because right now, listen, we, we live with this reality every day. There's a shortage of people, members in the body. And like you said, there's this is not the time to draw back. No, it's an right? exciting time. If we can get together. a hold of this revelation, you belong in a local body. Yeah. You don't choose where you go. The Lord actually lets you know where he wants you. Yeah. That's the way this works, right? We're going to get into some of this stuff in, in uh, some podcasts as we move forward. I, I believe that the Lord is speaking to so many people right now about this this topic, Laura, of the body of Christ, or like we'd like to say, the local church. So, man, don't mess with the local church. I'm going to have to come out there and slap you if you got problems with the church. Don't talk about her. Pray about her. Yeah. Pray for her. Find find your place in the body and start bringing your supply. We're going to get into that in some of the next part. Listen, we love you. We're praying for you. We're believing for powerful things to happen in your life um, as you choose and willingly follow the Lord's will in these last days. Uh, We hope to see you real soon. God bless you. Bye-bye.